Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of Believe is brought to you by Cryptid Coffee Co. Use promo code BELIEVE on checkout for 10% off their angry Yowie coffee blend. Head over to cryptid.com.au to check them out. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I, to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like, the feeling. I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling. Like, you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight out of the tree. All we get was a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Cade Moyer, and you are listening to the Believe Paranormal and UFO Podcast. If you have had an encounter and would like to share it, please get in touch with me. My email address is believepod at gmail.com. If you enjoy the podcast, be sure to leave us a rating or review wherever you listen and head on over to our website, believepod.com, and consider becoming a member to get bonus episodes and video content. Tonight, I'm joined by Casey, and Casey had a UFO encounter back in 2008, just outside of Melbourne. Casey, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's cool to have you on. I always love a good UFO story, and when yours hit the inbox, I loved it. So, are you able to walk us through the events that happened and let us know what happened that night all the way back in 2008? Um, So, me and my friend were driving out... Um, through like a little rural town in Melbourne called Kilmore. And we just got to the outside of it heading towards Heathcote and it's sort of in between. There's just nothing there. And we were both in the car. It was about 9.30 at night and I've looked up and I've just gone, oh, my God, what is that? And we both saw it and we just pulled the car over and got out and there was this big orange ball in the sky just floating really oddly I can't even describe how it was moving, but I've never seen anything else move like that. It was just going left to right, up, down, sort of like a plus sign, if I could put it in anything, what it, how it was moving. And then it sort of comes forward and it was like it sort of sat there and it was like it seen us and it sort of just like come really, well, not really close, but uh, probably was about a kilometre away, maybe. And, yeah, just sort of floated and come forward and stop, forward, stop. And then it went left, right, and then it just took off unlike anything I've ever seen, straight up and disappeared. 
and we just stood there with our mouths open pretty much. Um, we did get the camera rolling. We did film it. Um, it was about 45 seconds long. So, yeah. And do you still have that footage today? No, I don't. What happened to it? Um, what happened was, so maybe we had it. We had it on our phones and laptops. And then about a year after it happened, I kind of seen this, uh, what it was like, this interview, people, this guy who was interviewing people about UFOs and you could go on his website. It was back when he was really old, Google. <laughs> and um, I went on his website and I reported it. And I put all my details in and I was really excited. And then I, we went back to look for the footage afterwards and because we were just discussing it and it was completely gone. Wow, that is really yeah. weird. It is. Of all the laptop, both our phones, we just didn't have it anymore and we don't know what happened to it. I'm not much for conspiracy theories, but I tell you what, that raises an alarm bell, doesn't it? Yeah, and we just decided that we were not going to talk about it anymore from there. <laughs> so, let's go back to that night. So, um, am I am I right in saying that this was a nighttime encounter? Yeah, it was about 9.30, I reckon, at night, yep. And what was the 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 weather like that night? Was it was it quite a clear night or, or yeah, anything like was. that? Yeah, it was. It was cold, but it was really really clear. Yeah, really clear. You could see stars, everything. It was just it wasn't cloudy or anything like that. And it, but it was really really cold. I do remember that. Right, because I'm I'm starting to to build a picture around the scenario because I I kind of hear a lot of stories happen outside of these really large metropolitan areas and my first question when it comes to it is could it be a could it be a helicopter could it be a small plane because i know that a, a lot of these rural areas kind of have their almost own airspace so they can kind of fly around their their own equipment to to do certain things on property but with it being at nighttime you know that kind of eliminates the the possibility not completely but that it, it wouldn't be a farmer out there doing stuff to their crops or anything like that. Oh, no, 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 I can't. Look, we did just, we did question, you know, what was it? Like in that car, that whole rest of the drive, the rest of the 40-minute drive, we were just sort of, it was silence, but we were like, well, what was it? And I've, I don't know, you've, I've never seen anything move like that before. It was darting kind of, like really quickly dart, stop. And then it would dart back and stop, but so quick, like almost like a blink of an eye, it would move so quick. And you said it was moving kind of in a in a plus shape. So yeah, when it was moving in those directions, was it kind of like an instant movement of acceleration and instant stop, or could you see like a kind of a gradual um, deceleration when it got towards, I guess, a, a point? No, no, it was instant. It was so quick. It was. And so smooth, like I, we heard no noises, nothing like that. It was dead silent. Nothing really can do that. I mean, like there's there's drones out there, and even even drone technology these days doesn't have the ability to kind of stop on a whim because you know drones are getting quite advanced now. But for for what you saw, I don't think that's a possibility in this scenario. No, no probably back then. I don't even think I knew what a drone was back then, <laughs> but um. Uh, the, today I live right next door. There's an airstrip where I live, 
and I see helicopters and planes taking off and leaving all the time. And so, I, yeah, I still haven't seen anything that moves like that yet. So this light, it was kind of orange in the sky. Could you relate that to, to anything that you've seen previously in the in the sky before, like helicopters, planes, anything like that? Um, no, I've only ever sort of seen like white or red lights flashing on a plane or a helicopter. This was like a peachy, like a pinky orange glowy colour. Like it was really glowy, kind of like candlelight colour. When you saw that light, was it? emitting light out of it or anything like that or did it look pretty self-contained yeah it was self-contained i didn't see any lights coming out of it or anything like that no Mm, because it it sounds quite similar to a ufo encounter that someone had i think it might have even been about the second episode of this podcast where it's the only other time i've really heard of orange lights when it comes to ufos because i don't know what it is but the the orange color seems to be quite a Quite a rare colour. Um, I've also heard that purple is incredibly rare, but that that's a story for another time. Um, but yeah, this this whole orange UFO, that's something that I don't hear a huge amount about. And I wonder if there's a reason for that. Yeah, I don't know. But it, it was like even when it was moving, it didn't have any light coming away from it. Like there wasn't like a stream or anything. It was just this ball. So, you reckon it was about a kilometre away from you? Yep. Yep, it wasn't far. Could you see any detail for this or was it just, because it was kind of still a fair bit of distance, did it just seem like it was a big ball of light? Yeah, it just seemed like a big ball of light, yeah. And it was, you know, I sort of thought, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, look, is that a comet? But it was going up and down and side to side and I said, no, no, that's not a comet. (laughs) What was your friend's reaction to this? Exactly the same. Yeah, we were just in awe. We couldn't believe it. How long did the did the encounter go on for, do you think? Um, a good minute, I reckon. Yeah, a good minute. So it was a decent amount of time to be watching it. It wasn't something that happened for, you know, five seconds and disappeared. We were really standing there watching it. What was going through your mind at the time? Was this... Was this something you thought was out of this world, out of the ordinary? Did you think, hey, that may be a UFO? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. Like my your chest instantly sinks. It's like the feelings like when you're on a roller coaster and you go down a hill and you know, you lose your breath a little bit. It's the same feeling as that. We kind of it's yeah, you kind of tremble. I can't explain the feeling, but it yeah, it just felt very unusual and not something that either of us were familiar with at all. Something you said earlier there is you thought this UFO knew you were there, like it, it, it was making its presence known to you. Can you can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah. Um, I don't know, just where we were standing, there was nobody else around, there was no cars going past, and it seemed like it was sort of focusing on us. It was directly in front of us. And it just sort of it kept coming forward as well as moving side to side and up and down. It was sort of drifting forward and then it did come right forward. And you know, like how a puppy kind of tilts its head a little bit sometimes? It's like it did that a little bit. I can't explain it, but, yeah, it's kind of like it sort of stopped and sort of, yeah, just like was staring at us and then, yeah, it just took off. Like is it? The last movement that it made before it took off was it was come closer to us and then shot off. 
This is going to sound like a a really, really weird question, but did you feel like it was communicating with you? Like, could you feel a sense of, I guess, interaction with it? Um, I did in the sense that, oh my God, it's, it's like it's noticed us standing here. Like we saw it and it took off, but I didn't, nothing else aside from that. And you didn't have any missing time or anything like that regarding this, this encounter? Um, I actually don't think we checked. I didn't pay attention to that. I'm not sure. I don't think so. No, no, I don't think so. Hopefully not. Hopefully I just didn't no. plant like a false memory there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. So what was going through your mind like when you when you saw this? Was there was there a sense of terror? Was there something that you just felt like this wasn't out of, this wasn't the normal? Yeah, I felt like this isn't normal. Um I have to say there was a little bit of me that was a bit, you know, is this safe? Are we safe? Um, but mainly we were just gobsmacked really, just standing there with our cameras out and I mean if anyone saw well we did show some people the video but um god I'd hate for someone to hear it now that I'm older. Be just constant beeping if you could watch it. <laughs> There's too many swearing because we just couldn't believe what we were seeing. But I think that would be the natural reaction from anyone because to, to see something that is so surreal and something that, you know, a, a lot of people just kind of really joke about to see it right there and to to have the opportunity to actually pull your phone out and start to, to record it, that's something that not everyone would do. So the reaction you had, I think, is completely natural. Yeah, it was... Yeah, I still can't believe it, but I will never, ever forget it. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those encounters that kind of sticks with you. And to to share it with a friend, it really adds a lot of kind of, I guess, validity to the encounter. Because when you're on your own and you see something like that, it can be a, a case of, oh, who knows what it was. It could have been a satellite. It could have been anything. But yeah. when you have someone else there that has that encounter with you, it really does kind of make it a little bit more real. Yeah, it was something that we, yeah, still to this day are very, very, very good friends and we still talk about it today and still ask, what the hell was that? Did you did you have kind of like any sense of atmospheric changes when that UFO was there? Because something that I hear fairly regularly is if a UFO kind of comes into, say, someone's vicinity, they kind of feel like the... I don't know, it's almost like a vacuum happens and everything is just kind of sucked away and they they almost lose their, their sense of where they are and what they're doing. Did you have anything like that happen to you? And now, a quick word from our sponsor. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Also, are you wanting more content? Why not become a Believe Plus member? You'll get access to exclusive podcasts and episodes that aren't available to the public. Not only that, you'll also get our regular feed without any ads. 
Head to believepod.com forward slash plus to sign up today for just $5 a month. Yeah, the sound. There was no sound. It was just dead quiet. No crickets, nothing. It was just really, really quiet. And there was no sound coming from the UFO? None. None at all. I didn't hear anything. Couldn't smell anything, see anything. It was, yeah, I could just see it, yeah. And when this UFO took off, this this is going to be maybe a little bit technical, but do you think it was moving faster than the speed of sound? Oh, God, I yeah. I It was a blink gone. It was so, so, so quick. And you could see it leaving. It wasn't like a flash and it disappeared. It was taking off and it was just like it was big and you could watch it get gradually smaller to nothing. It was, but it was so fast. I, yeah, I, I couldn't tell you how fast it was going because I've never, ever seen anything go that fast. So you've never seen jet planes or anything go anywhere near that speed? Oh, God, no, no. No, I've never seen anything go that speed, nothing. And did this this UFO, did it ever kind of just stop in one place and hover? Yes. Um, when it, just before it took off, when it like noticed us, it sat there and hovered, I reckon, for a good five seconds. Wow, so it, it took off from a dead stop to to yes. that speed. Yep. Yep, it was just like, it was like it saw us and, and took off. You didn't hear a sonic boom, did you? No. Nope, I didn't hear anything. Nothing. Couldn't even hear the trees moving around or the grass or anything. It was just dead silent. At what point did you did you find that your senses were coming back to you and that, that you could start us to notice the, the surrounding areas again? Uh, once it took off, we... Um, it, I found it really strange, too, that that whole time, no cars or trucks, because it's kind of a, um, a road where lots of trucks would travel down, you know, interstate and things like that, and um, nothing came past that whole time. But the second it was gone, it was like everything just come back to life again. And, um, yeah, a car started coming past, and we were sort of like pointing, like, look, but no one stopped or did anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's always the way. It's always the way. It's really interesting because it almost sounds like you're just trapped in this moment and everything around you is is just background. Well, not even background noise because there's no, no noise going on. No, no. All we could hear was us talking. Um, but I couldn't hear any, yeah, like crickets or bugs or nothing at all. It was, it was very surreal. What was the conversation like on the way home after that? Oh, pretty strong. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, we both just, I think we were both reassuring each other. We saw this. Yes, we did. We know what we saw. That was unreal. Like we just we were questioning what it, what it might have been, what it could have been. But, you know, once we started discussing it and you'd sort of, oh, no, but they don't do this and they can't do that. And, yeah, we just we couldn't find an explanation for what we saw at all. Take me take me back to 2008. I'm in the backseat. I'm eavesdropping. What was, the, what was that conversation? What were you trying to justify it to be before kind of ruling everything out that it, that it definitely was a UFO? Um, we, I think we both sort of discussed that, you know, was it like a police helicopter with a light on it? Um, and then we thought, I've never seen a helicopter move like that. Um, 
but we didn't see any light coming down either, like where the helicopter light would sort of flash down on the ground and, you know, so they could see and you can see it coming down. And, um, yeah, I think we were trying to get with the helicopter theory, but we just couldn't make it fit at all. And that's fair enough because when you when you see these things, you, you do, you're trying to make it fit a paradigm that you know already exists and if yeah, you can't Yeah, we were trying that, to make it normal. Yeah, yeah, and and that's... That's just human nature, I think. When it when you encounter something like this, because I hear it when it when people have paranormal encounters, Yowie encounters, and you know UFO encounters, is that they try to say, "Oh no, it wasn't that. It was just A, B, or C." Yeah, yeah, and you try really hard. Like we were trying really hard to give it an answer, but we just couldn't. So this happened. Oh, geez, it would be about twelve years ago now. Oh, God, yep. <laughs> Did your did your perception of the world change after seeing that? Yes, definitely. Yep. In in what ways? Um, well, just that anything is possible when I really don't think that we are alone at all. And it made me think that, you know, I started to think about things that haven't been discovered in the world and things that have and, you know, we started talking about how much of the ocean's only discovered. So, you know, how much of space have we not discovered yet? Um, yeah, we just kind of probably got a bit more interesting people, I think. <laughs> I feel like we became interesting people after that. You know, I think that's a that's a really fair assessment. It's something I've never actually considered when, when someone has a, an encounter like this is that, you know, it does change them and it just does change the outlook that they have. I never actually thought it'd make people more interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like we became really, yeah, we had something interesting about us now. So, so did you did you happen to go down the I guess the rabbit hole of of UFOs and and that entire world? Yes, we did definitely. We did the next you know um, uh, weeks, months. I think we yeah we started to um, I think we googled things to try and see if we could see if we could find something similar. And um, I probably had a look at a few books and. Yeah, you start and sort of like look up documentaries and see if other people have had seen a similar thing that you've seen. And yeah, it was, there's lots of things to look at <laughs> once you've seen something like that. Yeah, there definitely is. And I think that's the, the beauty of the internet when it comes to, you know, really weird encounters like this is that it's, it's such a valuable resource, I guess, for better or for worse, depending how, how deep into the rabbit hole you go. Um, yeah. But, you know, you can really find people who have had, you know, similar encounters, potentially even saw the same craft that you saw. So, who knows, maybe after this podcast comes out, um, someone may get in touch and say, hey, I saw that same thing. Oh, I would love that. I would love that. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's kind of like, um, you know, you get, you see something like this and then you tell people about it and, you know, some people laugh at you and go, well, whatever. But if, when you find that one other person that has seen something similar to you, it's like you've kind of got this connection forever and you kind of always go back to talking about something like this, no matter what the conversation is, when you see them again, for some reason you just always seem to bring it up and discuss it all the time. It's kind of like a brotherhood or something. I'm not sure. No, it definitely is. It it really is. I I have a lot of connections like that to guess on the on the podcast because 
a lot of the the people who come onto the show, you know, I stay in contact with, and the the encounters that they have are so profound and and so game changing, you know, that they they actually have an effect on me as the the interviewer, and yeah. to for them to just kind of have that in their life forever, and that becomes their new normal. Um, it's it's kind of the whole reason the podcast is just still going is to give people like that, you know, a chance to share their stories and connect with others. Yeah, it's amazing. It's it's a really, really good platform for people to let it out. And sometimes you just can't because people are judgmental and, you know, you need to find that it's like it's an acceptance and it makes you feel validated that, you know, I, I do, I know what I saw and, yeah, it makes you feel safer kind of a thing when you're talking to the same people who have seen the same things as you. What was your your family's reaction to this encounter? Was this something that you openly shared with them or were you kind of wary about it? Uh, no, I openly showed and told everybody that I came across, <laughs> <laughs> except for my mum. I, I didn't um, get the chance to show my mum. I didn't want to. She'd probably get a bit spooked by something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally get that. It's um, it's this whole podcast is probably a complete mystery to my 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 family because one, I don't think they would understand what a podcast is, and <laughs> into it might be a bit bit too spooky for them. Yeah, yeah, and some people do they don't like it. <laughs> genuinely, genuinely true, right there. So. Your your family were they were they fairly accepting of of what you saw or, or was it kind of like a bit of a joke to to them? Um, my brother and my sister were really um, accepting and you know asking heaps of questions and um, things like that. Um, my dad kind of laughed at me. <laughs> That's what <laughs> dad still do. <laughs> does. Yeah, he still does. Um, but my siblings were probably the best and. And I've had some friends that, you know, I've told later in life and, and they're like, you know, they're pretty good about it. So, yeah. So, after after all these years, you've had probably thousands of hours dedicated to thinking about this topic and what you saw that night. Mm-hmm. Have, you, have you thought about what you actually, I guess the question is, what do you think you saw that night? Like, do you think it was something man-made? Do you think it's something paranormal do you think it might be something out of this world um i'm not really sure i I don't know what it was but if i could guess i really do think it was something not from here it just i don't know until someone can prove to me otherwise i i can't say that there's no way it could be from here there was just too much going on for what you saw yeah. for it to be anything yeah. man-made. Yeah, I did. It was, you know, yeah, unless someone could really, really show me this is what it was. Like, yeah, I can't say anything else other than it's, it's come from somewhere else. And that's fair enough because no one knows what these are at this current point in time. And to, to say you know, one person has a definitive answer over it is kind of, well, how could you? How, how could you have these answers? And yeah. um, I, I always just like to ask people because, you know, the 
the encounter that you had was so very much your own and you're lucky enough to actually share it with your best friend. And I guess the the thing is that what you how you experienced it may be completely different to how your friend experienced it and how that may have affected her life later on down the track. Yeah, yep, that's very true. I'll have to ask her now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but Casey, it was so great to have you on the show and to, to share an encounter uh, just outside such a large city like Melbourne. I, I really do hope someone else saw what you saw because it will be really interesting to to get that different perspective on what happened that night. And yep. I know I know it's an absolute long shot, but we've had it on the podcast before. So I really do hope someone was on that same road or, or close to you in that, that area and was just looking up at the sky and, and saw something that I guess saw the same thing that you saw. Oh, uh, yeah, that would be awesome. That really would. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me on. It was awesome. It was very good. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Believe Paranormal and UFO podcast. If you have had an encounter and you would like to share it, please get in touch with me. My email address is believepod at gmail.com. Finally, don't forget to follow us on all our social media outlets and be sure to join our Discord server to talk to other listeners of the show. You'll find all these links in our show notes. Thank you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.